You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, a, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. Bye, Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step, step with your host, Sean Morash. All right, welcome into One Giant Step, a reborn podcast on a reborn season. What the heck is going on around this place? It's Sean Morash. Thank you, as always, for listening, subscribing, downloading, free on the Odyssey app, everywhere podcasts are available. Bryce Gelman, my young, want to give him a noogie in his hair, giant fan friend. He is aboard for what has been a roller coaster of emotions of a half season since he's joined us. Bryce, and by the way, hold on, before I introduce you, Bryce. Shout out to Bryce, who has stepped in and done an admirable job on what felt like a lost season. Still maybe a lost season. We'll see what these next couple weeks do. I've seen a couple tweets as this giant run has started of people missing last year where I was with Paul. And if you're still with us, thank you so much for being with us. I also, a few weeks ago, and hat tip to our producer, James, thanked everybody who might stop listening for a little bit of time because I understand your listening habits change. So for those people, I want to welcome you back in because we're back in, baby. Bryce, what's going on? Nothing much. Nothing much. Just riding this wave, you know, while it lasts. And, uh, you know, it's an honor to not have to beg anyone to listen or watch this podcast anymore because we know they're tuning in. (laughs) Now, Bryce, I... uh... I, I think one of the things I pride myself on, and maybe it's clunky sometimes, maybe people appreciate it, is just like I going with the flow and on the fly. So you've stated this before. I've already forgotten. How old are you? How old is Bryce Gilman? Uh, the reason uh, I wanted 22. you with me these last few because you represented a younger fan as I'm 36. 22. Okay. I'm um, 22. And I say that because, you know, you were very young the last two Super Bowls. I was in, I was already an adult for both. Um, and obviously there are giant fans that might listen that are older than that that you know, we're full blown adults for the other two Super Bowls, the first ones. I tell you, the Giants have had some wacky seasons for better or for worse over the years. And I have definitely lived through seasons that have gone both ways where the team has started off very hot. And in fact, this was a calling card under Coughlin for so long and they would fade down the stretch. How many six and two seasons became eight and eights or, and sometimes less than that. I've seen seasons Uh, Some of those later Eli seasons where maybe they stumbled out the gate, made things interesting, and then nothing ever materialized. I don't know that I've quite seen a season like this where the season is dead in the water to the point of not just going, hey, we know we're not making the playoffs. How high can we get to the point of going, are we going to get the number one or number two overall pick in the draft bed to now sitting in a scenario where there are still four games left 
And if a combination of five things happen this week, the Giants could exit the week in a playoff spot with a quarterback that has come out of nowhere that also happens to be a local kid. Now, that's not to say those things are going to happen. And we're going to get to the playoff stuff later on and, and the challenges of it and all that. We understand that Philly's still ahead of the schedule. But this is unreal. And it centers around this kid, Tommy DeVito. Bryce, you know, before we break down what happened Monday night and, and the evolution of him, just your overall feelings as a 22-year-old Giant fan watching this Tommy DeVito story and riding the wave. So I think I have a very specific viewpoint on this because I went to Syracuse and my freshman and sophomore years, Tommy DeVito was the starting quarterback. And I think I was the biggest Tommy DeVito hater out there, even up until the, <laughs> like I, one of the episodes that we did, I straight up said, this guy is trash. He's garbage. We cannot play him in a game. And obviously I've done a complete 180 as every other person who also was a Syracuse fan at the same time, still a Syracuse fan now, because what we saw does not correlate to what we're seeing right now. So I think everything aside is you know, being a 22-year-old Giants fan. You know, I, I still remember the two Super Bowls that I was alive for. I remember exactly where I was for both of those, so I can count those. You know, I'm not – this isn't a situation where, you know, I missed every single Yankees World Series. Like, I I, I was there. I was there. I may have been seven and then, and then, and then 11, but – I remember the Super Bowls, and I also remember when Tommy DeVito was an awful college football quarterback. And all of a sudden, he's blossomed into this serviceable NFL quarterback who manages the game better than Daniel Jones did this year, better than Tyrod Taylor did this entire you – know, for the amount of games that he was in. It's just unfathomable, Sean. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It really doesn't. It doesn't. And and look, I, I want to be fully transparent because anybody that's listening to me on the fan with Evan and Tiki, I have really fully bought in this week. Um, look, I, I think this is kind of like an octopus of avenues where like there's like eight different ways this could go for the Giants in the future. And I want to make like something like very importantly clear. I have not abandoned what I hammered home, which is the time is now to draft a quarterback. I have not abandoned that. And I could take the avenue that if Brian Dable is doing this, with Tommy DeVito, who, by the way, is his first quarterback in a giant uniform that fully had no pro experience outside of playing for Brian Dable, and we're already seeing what he's doing every week, what could he do with the top-of-the-line prospect? So I'm not fully off of that. However, if the Giants keep winning and playing themselves out, I'm also not fully off the idea of, like, it sounds crazy, but maybe the Giants have gotten lucky here. And I scoffed and laughed, and I, I probably said tongue-in-cheek the Brock Purdy stuff, and I brought up to Tony Romo, because, like, the thing is, those things happened in real life. Like, Jake Delhomme was an undrafted free agent. He had a good career, took a team to a Super Bowl. Like, that can happen. It's very rare that it happens. And now I'm sitting here, maybe it's because of coaching, wondering, like, well, maybe just maybe the Giants are getting lucky. Now, I threw cold water on the two wins that he had versus Washington and New England. Now, New England, they only scored the touchdown. Uh, you know, he made some throws to hide in the game, but it was very up and down. But New England's defense has, has played well. The Washington game, the Giants needed six turnovers and needed every one of them, despite the fact that DeVito was making throws. And before that, we could talk about the Jet game when he came in cold. They, they didn't want him to throw a pass. The Raider game where, I, you know, you kind of throw because I feel like the whole team had their life sucked out of him because they were all excited for Jones coming back and then he went down. And then the Dallas game where... That last drive, I think, might end up being a turning point in the season where Dable kept calling timeouts and get the veto into the end zone with Sterling Shepard. Maybe that mattered. What I have seen, though, 
especially off of the bye, is an evolution of the quarterback and the playing of the position, Bryce. Okay? I saw him with my own eyes in the stadium not be trusted to throw a pass. I saw him take a lot of sacks versus Washington, but develop the deep ball down the field. I saw him do some better things, some more short game things, but ultimately not scored up versus New England. And I saw him do the theatrics and the hero signings at the deli shop. And I thought the bye week, maybe he, you know, played into the celebrity and maybe they'd come back and they play a, a Packer team off that. But we both picked the Packers to win the game. I was close on the score, by the way. I remember I said DeVito would take the field and uh, and they would throw a pick. But instead, something funny happened on Monday night. Tommy DeVito made plays, including that third and 10 touchdown throw to Isaiah Hodgins on the run, that simply put, good quarterbacks make those plays. And bad quarterbacks don't. Not that you can't make them as a bad quarterback, but it's really hard to make it. That was a throw I fell in love with. And then under that pressure, after everything, and we've been sat through giant games, Bryce, where that Saquon fumble happens. How many fluky plays have the Giants lost on this year? All these things. That's it. That's the ball game. And he comes out and has full understanding of the clock on a windy field at MetLife Stadium. Doesn't just try to chuck it down the field and get everything. He takes what the defense gives him. Saquon here. uh, Wandell Robinson here. And then makes that throw and follows that Wandell route. I just, I'm in, man. I'm in. There's enough there where I've now seen week to week. I'm sorry, Bryce. Damn what he did in Syracuse. Damn what he did early. He is fully getting the coaching from Dable, and he is doing things that I am sorry, not just like a game at it. He's doing things good quarterbacks do right now. It's really insane how far we've come from two weeks ago, three weeks ago, calling for a a full and complete tank because, as both of us agree, the Giants would be smart in getting one of the top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, a a quarterback-heavy draft, and we still agree on that. But and I, and I kind of had this dilemma last week because, you know, I, as you said, two fluky wins against the Patriots and the Commanders. The Commanders suck against us. And, you know, the Patriots were trying to lose that game. That after the bye, it would be fully expected the Giants, you know, facing, as I said last week, I was clearly wrong, but the Packers were, were surging going into that last game. And I think it was completely expected the Giants would falter and 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 finish out the season losing both games to the Eagles and, and whatever, and, and losing and losing out. And in that moment where, especially after the uh, Bobby became muff, then Saquon fumbles for the fourth time in his career, everyone expected, like, okay, this is it. Here we go again. This is Jake Elliott, 61-yard field goal all over again. This is, this is the, the worst possible scenario happening yet again to the Giants. This is Greg Joseph kicking the 61-yard. Like, this is, this is oh. what's going to happen to us. And what happened? What happened, Sean? Like this, it's just insane to me that that Jordan Love goes down the length of the field, scores with a lot of time remaining. And what does Tommy DeVito do? He makes the right throws. He makes the right reads. He finds Wandale, the thirty-five or forty-yard gain, puts them into yeah. field goal field goal position. They win a game on Monday night, Sean. Zero and eight, Daniel Jones is. I was at, by the way, I was at their last home Monday night win. It was the night Coughlin went into the ring of honor against the Bengals in 2016. I couldn't believe when that stat flashed. I'm like, that was the last Monday night home win? Seven years. Seven years. So to go from where we were just a few weeks ago, thinking that the season was over, 
you know, the end is nigh, throwing in the white ta- the, the white flag. Look where we are right now. This yeah. is a, a likely there's a likelihood the Giants make the playoffs. They're only a game out of the wild card. So this is where this is where DeVito's now more than a story because two things are going on here. Number one, the family stuff and the Italian and the chicken cutlets, that, that's all like a side part of this that's really funny and yeah, like good for yeah. the family. Look, I know as a parent now, like if my daughter was the star at UConn and, you know, they were talking about me looking like Mr. Moon, I would be, you know, dressed up like the moon outside the parking lot. Like I would just embrace the moment. Good for the DeVitos. But it's one thing for like that to be a really cool story, the local kid. It's another thing to watch him realize, like, no, he's actually playing really good too. This isn't just he's the quarterback of the Giants have to be winning. And then the second part of this is the NFC is so dog food at the bottom of that wild card round. Now, on one hand, you can be frustrated because they won the freaking Bill and Jet game. We might be talking about this game. Exactly. It's like a win and in versus the Saints at this point. That is how insane it is because you'd feel a lot like the Vikings. We feel pretty comfortable in that spot. Um, but because it's dog food, it's impossible to dismiss exactly what's gone on. So before I set up the playoff story, let us just acknowledge that the players uh, seem to be buying in. And there is belief. And by the time you're listening to this, maybe we know right or wrong. Darren Waller, man. Darren Waller gets his 21-day window activated on Thursday. He goes out. He practices a little bit. We saw Dexter Lawrence on a pitch count last game. Darren Waller talking about the Italian thing in DeVito. He had this smile on his face like he was gleaning. And you could tell this is now infectious to the point where, think about Darren Waller is a star NFL player that's been out for weeks. This could have been a dead season where he came back at the end. All right, whatever, I'll play. Dude, he is trying to speed up the process on coming back. He wants a taste in the worst way. And I joked around with Evan uh, and Tiki on this. You know, he played with some bad Derek Carr stuff, some Flacco stuff. Darren Waller might be watching what's going on with Tommy DeVito going, this is the hottest quarterback play maybe I've ever been able to play with in my career. I want in. Like, we have hit the crazy part of the season where a star player we had is basically going to rush back because he needs to play with Tommy DeVito. Think about that. That's a, and it's also a big deal. Like DeVito getting Darren Waller back. Like think about what he's done with all these other receivers. Now you throw, I mean, he's throwing a Wondell Robinson. Like he's a seven foot receiver. He's a Smurf. As Paul Dottino would say, you get big, tall target like Darren Waller in the mix. Dude, that's another dynamic part of this offense that now DeVito gets a chance to work with. And the thing that he's been doing without Waller is even more astonishing. Yeah. Like, I just, you forget he was on the team. Exactly, exactly. You forget that they gave up, you know, a couple draft picks. They basically gave up Kadarius Tony to get him. And look what we get. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. It's just. It's, it's hilarious what's going on with, with Tony. And then thank, uh, thank the Lord we don't have to deal with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Sean, this is just otherworldly that we're, we're witnessing right now. And we talked about it last week. I I think we did that. This is the the, the highest comparable to this is Linsen, right? Like this is sure. this football's. Jeremy Lin. And I, I made this point on my Twitter that if they win this game, and I may be jumping the gun here, if they win this game against the Saints, the Eagles game will be Jeremy Lin's Lakers game for Tommy DeVito. Do you remember that Lakers game? Yep. He outduels Kobe Bryant, scores 38 points, the guard is rocking, and that cemented him as a legend in New York sports, in sports in general, this doesn't happen. And it only can happen in a specific market, Sean. It can only thrive. It can only, you know, it, it can only grow in, in this intubated market 
That's New York. And it's happening again right now. And again, they lose to, to the Saints. It's over, right? Like, of course, it's over. Right. It, it, well, it, it, all, all, I mean, it's, look, not, not the hype, but the season, the hope. Oh, the, the actual, hope, like, right. This so that's actually we, good. You know, that's, like, that's we, it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's where we could pivot to the playoff part of this um, and the actual like realistic playoff expectations, because we need to be careful how we couch this in terms of like, it's over, it's the hype because, and I've seen plenty of giant games in new Orleans. And then when we get to Philly in a little bit, I've seen plenty of giant Eagle games, like the giants in theory could lose games 35, 31, where finally the defense gives up where, you know, Banks starts to look like a dog, a little bit at corner losing a fast receiver, this, that, and the other thing, but the quarterback still plays well. So there, there's a point in time where the season falls off the rails again, but we're still going into the off season, wondering about Tommy DeVito and wow, he really proved something. But as far as the playoff race goes, man, I, I really, even when they beat the Patriots heading into the bye, I laughed at it. I, you know, when anybody put it, I go, come on, guys. I mean, really, they beat Washington. They beat Philly. They already have the eight loss. I mean, uh, they beat uh, who have New England. They have Philly twice. I laughed at it. And by the way, I don't think you're an idiot, idiot for laughing at it. And even if I thought they were going to beat the Packers, there was a point on Monday night, as even as the end of the game, I go, even if they beat them, come on, they're not making the playoffs. I must admit, and maybe I'm caught in the moment, prisoner of the moment. I don't predict they will make the playoffs, but I do yeah. think it is now yeah. impossible to say, like, that's out. Like, despite whatever ESPN indexes come out, where, you know, 4% here, 4% here, um, they're, you know, that's all going to stem from the analytics stuff and what the Giants have done. There are a lot of things that work here. Number one, the Giants have now beaten one team that was ahead of them to own a tiebreak, the Packers. They do play the Saints coming up, and they play the Rams, who would all be in that mix. And to make the playoffs to win these games, then they would have to own those tiebreakers. I don't look at the Saints this week, and I don't look at the Rams in three weeks or two weeks, whatever it is, New Year's Eve, uh, as games that are impossible. So the games we really were talking about why I felt it was impossible were the Eagles. And look, fool me, fool me, fool me. I get it. I have had my ass handed to me. I've had some of my worst Sundays of my life and Thursday nights of my life and Monday nights of my life watching the Giants get ass canistered versus the Philadelphia Eagles for a lack of a better term. I okay. Them. I hate them so much. I hate them. I hate them more I than anything. I hate the Eagles. However, I hate the fans. 
tell me not all of these things are true. Okay. Number one, at some point at 36 years old and you were 22, and I have way back when, so the Giants win some big games versus the Eagles. At some point, you're just due to beat a team, aren't you? Right. At some point, you're just due to beat a team. Number two, as far as the Eagles go, yeah, are they more superior to the Giants? Could they get everything together and make another run to a Super Sure. But I think we all admit watching the Eagles, it feels like they're running out of steam. It feels like something is off with them. It feels like Jalen Hurts is banged up. And I know the commander team we own seems to always play tight games with the Eagles. So I, I, I can't sit here other than just the basis of we always lose to the Eagles and look at the Eagles as this unbeatable behemoth. They do feel a little ripe right now, do they not, Bryce? They do. They do. Their defense does not look like what it was. I mean, it's not what it was last year. They lose C.J. Gardner-Johnson and lose a, a few other guys. They're not the, the the type of team that they were last year, this juggernaut team that when they lost the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, not that I thought that their run was over, but I was like, that's their chance. That was their best chance because they had all these guys on defense under contract for nothing that right. all these guys were, were going to ask for more, more money. Uh, and they did. And some of them left. So what you see right now from this Eagles team, and as you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, he's banged up. Like they, they do not have the stones to take on the 49ers. Now that doesn't mean at the same time that they can't destroy the giants, you know, like they easily could. We're both speaking as if that's completely likely because it is, and it probably will happen, but this is potentially the best chance that the giants will have. That's the thing. A We're perfect storm. As, right. We're speaking as it's likely we probably end up feeling that way as giant fans, but I can't call that an immortal lock right now. I cannot. It's not, it's not. And it's as not. you pointed up, you brought up the Linsanity, the moment versus Kobe and the Lakers, man. Uh, there's a little something that affected this game is going to be, and I know we're we're basically doing next week's preview pod now because maybe we're overlooking the Saints, but we're not, and we'll get to our game pick in a second. But this is more encompasses to beat the Eagles. You know, that's part of the equation to get in the playoffs. The fact that that game will be played on Christmas Day if the Giants were to win this game. Christmas you know, the national spot, go one way or another, right? The Giants could get embarrassed and we're sitting in Christmas Day's ruin. Or there's a little something to it. The Italian Catholic kid from Jersey on Jesus's birthday is finally the one that snaps. Like, there's something to that. Um, where I almost feel better that the game suddenly wouldn't be buried, you know, Christmas Eve, 1 o'clock. Instead, that, like, the whole world is sitting down to Christmas dinner and this gift from above is Tommy DeVito and he delivers. <laughs> so there's something where I'm like, I, I think I could touch it. I think I could grab it. I think I can grab onto it. Uh, and let me just also close with this. Obviously, we're asking for a lot, and we're jumping ahead. And I'm I'm not jumping ahead of the Saint game, but it, it, again, to make the playoffs, you got to do a few of these things. And I remember the 2002 Giants that ultimately would have that fate of blowing the lead in San Francisco in the playoffs, and then everything collapsed the next year, and then it was the following year they drafted Eli. Oh, by the way, this sounds kind of a little familiar. That team had to rattle off four or five straight wins at the end of the year, and that's how they got in the playoffs, and they were red hot, and nobody saw the playoff run coming. Bam, here they were. This is the closest thing I felt towards that. That was a great Kerry Collins run giant team, uh, a team that was filled with a lot of injuries on the back of Tiki Barber and Jeremy Shockey as well. I could see that scenario happening. If the Giants beat the Saints, if they pulled off the Christmas miracle and they came back home to beat the Rams and they got to eight wins, okay, and they set themselves up for week 18, which I'd have to look at all the schedules, but I would think, and I would wager to guess at that point, because eight and nine might get you in this last wild card, by the way. Don't rule that out. The Giants 
Falcons probably would control their own destiny in week 18. You would think everything would probably fall that way if they put themselves in that position. You know, if they beat the Eagles on Christmas and the Cowboys keep rolling, and that's asking a lot, they got a game with the Bills. You know, we kept thinking that week 18, the Eagles would have to play their backups because they'd have everything for the division and the one seed locked up. No, 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 no. They might be in a spot like the Giants were in a year ago where they're locked into whatever position they're in in the wild card round. The division is now lost. And then they're resting starters because Jalen Hurts has been banged up and they realize we need a breath and we need a reset. The Giants, by winning on Christmas Day, could put the Eagles in a position where the division is lost and therefore they're more likely to rest guys week 18 and then maybe they get the Marcus Mariota Eagles. Like That part of it is not out of the equation now. That's a good point. And I don't, I don't, I can't say that I thought about it that way because I mean, it is a huge ask and it's a huge, unpredictable about, about Christmas day. And it would be Christmas miracle. What was the last time that the the giants beat the Eagles? Are we going back like 2019, 18? There's a a weird, there's a weird game sooner than you got to look that up because it's, it's, it feels Daniel like Jones it's been beat. that long. Yeah, so Daniel maybe Jones beat them. 2021, I want to say. I want to say the end of 2021. The last game of the year, something like that. I think it was Let's 2021. See. The Giants beat the Eagles on November 28th, 2021, 13 to yeah. 7. Okay. Okay. And they beat them the last time they played them in 2020 as well. Remember that first one in 2020 was the Evan Ingram drop game. They lost 22 21. So if Evan, Evan Ingram didn't drop that, the Giants would have had a mini three-game win streak in the Daniel Jones era versus Philly. So Jones has beaten the beaten Eagles. By the way, Jalen Hurts threw feel. three interceptions the last time the Giants beat the Eagles. 13-7. You know the leading feel. receiver for the Giants in that game? Oh. Kenny Galladay, three catches for 50 yards. I remember that. I remember that. In 2021. That was, that was his breakout game. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. And then he happened to score the touchdown by the way, the last game last year. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's in, it's in play, man. I, that's all I'm saying is like, I, you need to have people who listen to this are probably going nuts. You're getting ahead of yourself. I want to make one thing or two things clear. I think the Giants will ultimately probably beat their fate and lose versus the Eagles. However, I cannot just stamp that and go, of course, they're going to lose to Philly. That's all I'm saying. So, with that, I think we should present this week's Saints game. We've gone and meandered and, and we've gotten excited. So let's get into a little fantasy versus reality in game picks. All right. All week off of Monday night. For the same reason I thought the Giants had a chance to beat the Packers. Ultimately, I didn't pick them on this podcast to win. I had been swayed by Monday night that I thought they would win. But at the time we taped, I didn't think they would. I thought red hot Packers. I talked myself into the fact that they were right for the picking. I think a lot of people could look at the Giants this way, right? Red hot Giants riding the wave. They're going to get picked off here. New Orleans has been a house of horrors for the Giants in the past. However, the last time they went there was the game they won in overtime where Daniel Jones and company won. That was uh, 2021. Yes, 2021 uh, in October. Okay. You know, this spot, and I've gone through the Saints season. I sat on the Long Island Railroad today. Today's Thursday. I sat on the Long Island Railroad going through every Saint game, just trying to really wrap my head around and get a grasp of this. You know, the Saints are as blah a team this year that exists in football. They, they have not been for a while, Sean. It's only no, been for a while. It's they have been, but he, he, what I'm talking about is when you look at the, you know, the bottom of the playoff race, I know Derek Carr's had a bad year, but you look at their record and they're still very much in So they've won enough games. They have not beat a team over 500, and the Giants are not over 500. 
So they don't, it's not like they go out there and they slug any big dogs. They hung on for dear life week one versus the Titans at home specifically. Cause remember that was always the, the scary part. New Orleans, very loud. They've struggled mightily. Uh, I don't have the exact number. I believe they've lost more games than they've won at home. It's just been a weird year for the Saints where you can't even walk into New Orleans and expect loss based on the home field advantage because the Saints have not been that team this year. The reality of the game before I get to the fantasy. As much as the Giants are six-point underdogs, I think the Giants are the better team. They were the playoff team last year. They are still showing signs of that again now. Derek Carr is getting booed left and right. My fear, which I think is the reality of the game, is where Dan- Danny DeVito, where Tommy DeVito can struggle, is <laughs> comboed uh, with the offensive line. Okay. If this game is close, and most Giant games and Saint games are close, I do worry about the building getting nuts and some full starts and some penalties uh, taking the Giants off schedule on offense. So I think the reality to the Giants winning this game is don't take penalties based on crowd noise, okay? Don't take those full starts. Don't take holdings. Don't let the building overwhelm you. New Orleans is one of those few buildings that can. It hasn't to teams this year, but with a rookie quarterback like this, it's in play. That is the reality of the game. Don't let penalties and full starts and everything do that. A fantasy play? How do I not say Wondell Robinson? How do I not say Wondell Robinson? Wondell last week? I think you did. Did I? I forgot. I was so enamored. I I went against against you. 24-23. I definitely Um, said Jalen Hyatt. And then I think. Yeah. I I might have went Wondell. But how do I? Look, he's clearly the hot hand right now. Um, This has been a couple weeks in a row where they're expanding the playbook more and more. He's getting the carries. I think Wandell is going to find Pater and get in the end zone and, and be paid for his goodwill. Give me Wandell Robinson. And I'll give you a game pick, and then I'll let you hit the trio. Fantasy, reality, and a game pick. You know, I think they're going to have a big one. I, I think they're going to have a big game here. Maybe I'm an idiot. You know, I'll sit there and I'll eat crow. I came close on guessing the score last time. I think that things are imploding right now for New Orleans and Derek Carr. And I think he's going to get booed out of the planet. Also, as it since Chris Olave not practicing a couple of days in a row, that's a big day for them. The giant defense is feeling itself. I think Kayvon and Dex, and even you saw Ojolari come along. It's almost like we're talking about DeVito for getting at the defense. I think they're going to frustrate the heck out of Derek Carr in this game. And I think you're going to get a couple turnovers. And I think the offense is going to run pretty smooth. I kind of sneakily think the Giants blow the Saints out. I think the Giants are going to win this game 31 to 14. Oh. 31 to 14. Now, it will set us up for complete cockiness that leads to probably disaster on Christmas Day. I want to get that out there now. But I, I, I think that while we're so focused on us, there's a lot of bad going on in New Orleans. And I think that this is going to be the you let, you know, Tommy DeVito come in there and Dennis Allen has a lot to say for it. And Derek Carr looks a mess game. Give me the Giants in a blowout, 31-14. Right? Here we go. All right, I'm going to take one out of uh, out of your playbook, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with reality right now because I'm going to say this. I think that this is Tommy DeVito's first real test, that he's not playing a, a Patriots. I mean, he did beat a, a Bill Belichick coach team, but a Bill Belichick who's got one foot out the door, a team that was probably trying to lose, let's be honest. This is Tommy DeVito's first real test. Saints are the seventh best passing defense in the league, a top 10 overall defense. This is a real matchup. And as you've said, the crowd noise can get to him. They're playing in, in the Superdome. Like this is his biggest test. 
don't get flustered. Perform like you've been performing. Have good pocket awareness. Use your legs and find Wandale Robinson. That's that's the that's the trio right there. However, however many points I just used. This is the real test. And if they win the game, then the Eagles are the real real test. But I think after everything that's happened, this is where we stand right now. That Tommy DeVito is just, you know, he's got to perform. This is a must-win game. Like, expectations are now different. There isn't, like, half-assed, like, okay, like, the Giants, if they win, great. If they lose, okay, well, they've got a better draft. But, no, they have to win at this point. I, there's expectations now that, that there haven't been since the start of the season, and that's when the Giants lost. So that's that's the reality, that Tommy DeVito has a real test, and the Giants have expectations now. So my fantasy play, I, I'm going to go with Wandale, too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shy away. I'm not gonna be afraid. I think that this is a, a good connection between these two guys, between Devito and Wandale. I think hopefully they'll use him for you know for for some screens. Like I just get the ball to him in space and watch him work his magic, right? Like this is a, an extremely talented guy. Between yeah. him and Hyatt, they could be two and three, one and two in the Giants wide receiver room for the next five, six years, maybe even longer. So keep feeding the guy. Keep feeding the hot hand. Uh, game pick. I think the Giants win this game. I think that. <laughs> I think I. I know. I know. I'm playing into it. I'm playing into this hope, and I, I'm not someone who does that. I'm not a pessimist, but I'm also not an optimist. I think I'm a realist. And right now, I really believe in the Giants. And I think <laughs> the Giants. I think the Giants win this game, twenty to thirteen. I'm not going to go at something crazy like 31-14, like you said. I think the Saints find the end zone once. They kick two field goals, and the Giants score 20 points. They hang 20 on the Saints. They win the game. They go into the Eagles game with some hope. And then probably they're going to lose, and then then we're all going to feel like shit. We'll, we'll, We'll cross that bridge when we get there, Bryce. The bottom line is this. Our Lord and Savior, Tommy DeVito, has brought one giant step back to life. It has brought a season back to life. And I want to thank you, Bryce. Peace be with you. Of course. And also with you. Thanks to our producer, James. Thanks to everybody for listening, downloading, subscribing to One Giant Step. Everywhere podcasts are available. Tommy used to work on the docks. Now he's quarterbacking us in New Orleans. We're living on a prayer. Let's go Giants. Thanks for taking One Giant Step for us.